Thomas, I, I just got to know, is not understanding military time an excusable excuse in freight? No, because if you're in Europe and the rest of the world, they use a 24-hour clock. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, oh, my gosh. That's the most New York thing ever, by the way, which is I'm just going to take the helicopter. Uh, the next question for you, follow-up, is not knowing military time an excusable excuse in the military? Oh, oh no. <laughs> you would find out really quick. If they found out you didn't know military time, um, You'd either be, you would either understand it or be in really good shape. I feel like there's a joke about like Marines and crayons and 12 hour clocks somewhere in there, but I'm not going to touch it. There, there's always one. And we'll get some comments on the social media feed if we mention Marines and crayons. Get it up there for some engagements. Marines, what's your favorite flavor? Hoorah. Absolutely. Christian, thank you for that. This dovetailed into a place I didn't know it was going to go, <laughs> but we're going to get it back on track with our next live guest. We've got Jason Provotiono joining us from Steam Logistics to talk a little bit about what's going on in the markets right now. Jason, you guys are directly across the street from us. So howdy from across the corner. Great to have you on the show. And let's talk a little bit about this market. There's kind of been this debate on if we are turning back around or if we're just coming out of the worst of the worst. And as a brokerage, where are you guys seeing this go? And what are you starting to do to kind of capitalize on maybe this turnaround? Yeah, it's for sure been a really, uh, really rough market. Thanks again for having me on, by the way. And uh, next time I'll walk 100 yards over to the studio uh, and say hello. But um, yeah, it's obviously been a rough market. And I think in particular, coming out of the last couple of years that it's been um, such a hot market, it can feel a little bit like whiplash. And and this year has been um, just pretty stubborn in terms of the lack of... Um, you know, seeing any kind of real progress just from a kind of macroeconomic perspective. But we are starting to see some little uh, green shoots pop up, so to speak. I think that um, the, the the full uh, comeback, I think everybody feels like is going to go into 2024. But we are starting to see little incremental increases. And, and that's been really nice to see. And, you know, being on being a brokerage you're on the bleeding edge of movements in the markets, as we see these green shoots, uh, you know, you normally want to uh, headcount is the biggest controllable factor. Does it turn? Does it make sense when you start seeing enough green shoots? Is that when you want to go? Okay, I need to start bringing in some new reps, or do the reps that I have that have made it through this hard time? Because it's really hard from a sales standpoint on mm -hmm. any side of the aisle. Oh, it, what's yeah. kind of the strategy? What do you look for when you start to see things thaw out? Well, I think right now, and many companies are in the same position, we all you know, vastly increased headcount during uh, the past couple of years. And so we still have plenty of capacity with our current staff to take on uh, these small incremental increases that may come as things start to um, you know, develop in a better manner. Um, certainly, if it starts to look you know, dramatically better, which again, we don't think that's going to happen until next year, then then you need to be prepared. But but all year, our focus has been on market share, um, even given the, the headwinds that everybody's dealing with, primarily through uh, lower overall volumes and some substantial rate deflation. Uh, our volumes are actually up over year over year. So we're up about 35% overall as a business and our domestic product alone is up over 65%. So we feel very good about that strategy and, and just continuing to stay close to our customers, retain their business, and uh, and then go out and try to win market share against our competitors. So one of those places that you can really win market share, especially if you're in a space where you're not necessarily growing existing accounts or finding new customers to come in, is diversifying your offerings, right? Maybe looking at offering some LTL services or getting into reefer services or even specialty freight. Is that something that you guys have started to see? Steam is, of course, massive. You guys have seen a 
huge amount of growth throughout the last two years, which gives you the ability to really diversify and not spread your folks too thin. Is that something that you guys have been working on is getting into maybe different sectors of freight and finding some successes there? Yes, we are in a unique position in that we are very diversified um, and, and not just within the domestic space. We certainly have all modes of domestic freight, but uh, we have an international ocean and air arm, a customs division. We have an intermodal division, domestic, uh, a robust drayage brokerage. So not being one dimensional has been super helpful to us. And that's kind of core to our whole strategy is to be able to provide services across the entire supply chain. And that's really been helpful this year as we've uh, seen uh, shippers begin to winnow down the number of providers that they're using uh, that got sort of bloated during the tightness of the market over the past couple of years. And so their strategy is to try to find best in class providers to carry them through this next phase. And the fact that we can bring uh, this diverse uh, range of services to them has been super helpful for our ability to stay in those relationships and then expand into new ones as well. And looking at aspects like technology, uh, it's one of the big things we're seeing. We'll focus on visibility, truck lists, verifying and stuff. Uh, what are some of the thoughts as uh, we're moving in? I spoke with one person and the, the craziest thing they said was, well, we invested over COVID in technology the past two years. Now this is the year we need to make sure it actually works. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you hear the phrase never waste a downturn. Well, our approach to that has been a couple of things, but core to that has been investing in technology. And so we've put more into that this year than we ever have. And so as the market comes back, we feel like we're going to have uh, a lot of new resources to do a couple of different things. A, efficiently get freight moved uh, through this organization. And, and obviously, when you're thinking about efficiencies, you're thinking about how can we move more volume with fewer people um, and, and, not, and not grow headcount at the same level that you're growing uh, volumes. And so that's core to the strategy. And then on the other side of it, it's customer facing. How do we give business intelligence insight, context to what that data means to customers in a way that can help them run their businesses better? And then beyond technology, we're just trying to invest in our people and skill them up so that, I mean, over the past couple of years, we've hired so many people uh, who are relatively new to the space, many of them. And so uh, they particularly feel the whiplash of the boom times versus this, uh, this down cycle. So we're trying to get them skilled up so that when it flips, that they're ready to go as well. Again, uh, we kind of see this whole year as kind of a market correction and a reset. And so we're just trying to make the most of it and be ready for when it, uh, when it does flip. So Jason, we've got about a minute left here. Obviously, everybody's kind of take on what is the flip of the market is subjective, right? Your performance indicator is going to be different to decide when you think like you're in the up cycle versus the down cycle versus the flat part. Is there a key indicator that you're looking to really say to all of your folks, hey guys, we at Steam here think that the market has turned because we saw this happen. Is there something that you're waiting to see happen or is, is it just kind of going to be a gradual process for you guys? I think it's a lot of inputs. I mean, we track some of the data that you guys put out on outbound tender rejections. I think that's a great thing to look at. Um, I'm anxious to see if we see any little blip on the radar as we get into the final months of the year. As uh, importers prepare for Chinese New Year, will we get a little bump there? What does post-Chinese New Year look like coming out uh, in the spring? So it, 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 there's not one thing. I think I feel like I have been consuming more information uh, this year around the market and the economy than I ever have before, just because it's been so hard to read. Um, but but I think it's just trying to keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening inside your business and and then being aware of your economic level uh, and just trying to make logical decisions as you can.
Perfect. And Jason, uh, as we're closing up here, if folks want to learn more about Steam Logistics, get in contact or check out the business. What's the best way to reach y'all? I think uh, steamlogistics.com. Uh, we're also very active on LinkedIn. And so our presence on LinkedIn is, uh, is pretty robust. So either of those places would be great. Extended paper airplane from the FreightWave studio over <laughs> Steam. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Jason, thank you for well, joining you us. We'll talk to you soon. All right, we're going to head to a quick break. We'll be back with our next carrier update right after this.